0: That thats what doesn't make sense to me. You're gonna make up your mind now. I just—I just think it's a little
1: dumb. It pisses me off that he does that.
0: No, 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 no. This is different. It's definitely different.
1: Really on my nerves right now.
0: You're
2: listening to the Loose Change podcast with your hosts Nick Waglia and Jared Galley.
0: CouchCast Sports Loose Change podcast, episode number 72. Uh, boy, do we got a show for you tonight? We have Pete Blackburn, CBS Sports on the show tonight to talk about baseball. Everybody knows him on Twitter as a big hockey guy, big time hockey guy. But we got him to talk about Red Sox tonight. Because, you know, unless you're unless you're a big Section 10 uh, Section 10 podcast listener of Barcelona Sports, you know, Pete was uh, Pete was on that show forever. Oh, man. You know what? So we already recorded the show. I forgot to ask him about roller hockey at Endicott. I was told specifically to ask him. I'm pissed at myself. We got me today. We got Jared, uh, and then we got producer Pat. So the gang's back together. Nobody's got fucking video. I'm sitting here with my thumb on my ass right now. Everybody's looking at me. I'm the only one with video. I don't know what's going on here, but nobody else has video. I'm talking to myself in this room. But let's get the show rolling. So first, before we hit the weekly dump. Jared, newly married man. Let's Tough let's food. talk about his let's talk about his wedding real quick. So yeah, it was, a, it was a banger. So everything happened exactly like we imagined. The wedding was actually the wedding was awesome. It was one of my favorite weddings I've ever been to. Uh, straight up. Like I'm not I'm not even just you know I don't kiss Jared's ass out of anybody. I it was one of it was genuinely one of my favorite weddings I've ever been to. And Laura, Laura looked awesome. The whole the venue was awesome. It was great. But so. Like we've been talking about for the past, like three shows, I had my softball tournament, right? So we win the first game. I get into the second game to get one at bat before I had to leave and then just fly up to New Hampshire to get ready at the hotel. So I I get up for my last at bat, right? Jerry, did I tell you about this? I haven't heard this story. Okay. So did you notice me
1: limping at your wedding? Yep. You told me why you were limping, but you didn't tell me like the full story.
0: So so I get it for my last at-bat, and this guy throws me a meatball. Like softball, you want to throw the ball high and you want to lob it in there. This guy threw a ball so flat in like 25 miles an hour that I loaded up, and I hit the ball further than I've ever hit a ball in my life. So I'm trucking. I'm around first base. I'm around second base. I'm going home. This is my last at-bat. I was like, what a way to end the day, especially since I just made a huge error the, the inning before. Yeah. I put my foot on third base, my right foot, in my hamstring in my right leg exploded. It I'm not kidding you. It felt like somebody went into my leg. It ripped my hamstring out of my leg. <laughs> it was But What paid to see that. I sat, dude, in like so I'm going around third base. I've got this thing beat. Like, like I said, I hit the ball further than I've ever hit the ball in my life. I am going home. I've got so much time. My hamstring explodes, and then I'm hobbling on one leg home. I fall on top of home. Because I just I couldn't slide. I fell on top of home and they just couldn't get up. Like, I had to get helped off the field. But I'm a true friend and I still made my way up to the wedding in New Hampshire, which me and Lauren admittedly did arrive a few minutes late.
1: And we yeah, apologize.
0: Yeah, yeah, you did. But I mean, like, but, but you smiled. When we walked in, you looked right at us and you smiled.
1: <laughs> I just smiled because I knew I knew it was coming, and you walked in. And I looked at you and just smirked because you knew what I was thinking <laughs> the entire time. i was standing up there. The wedding started, like waiting. They were starting to walk down the aisle, and then I see Nick just creep in behind them, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh Lord, this yeah, that's Nick. Here you are, buddy. Yep, here you are. Late to my wedding. Yep,
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, so we're, dri- we're driving up there, and." We get to the building, and we're like, Whoa, where's the wedding? And the lady was like, oh, it's in the field. I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean it's in the field? So we had to, we walked. Like, I told the, you, there was wedding wagons. You missed them. We missed the wedding wagon. So me and Lauren are walking through the mud. Lauren's in heels. I'm running around. And this is Lauren, formerly of the show, too. So I'm I'm walking in my nice new shoes just through the mud. But we trucked, and we got there. And then got wasted in the night. It was an awesome wedding. You could have parked your car down there. Yeah, yeah, but we didn't, we didn't know where to go. Oh, next he
1: shut showed up, showed up on time. No problem.
0: But no, also, I appreciate you guys
1: coming. Obviously, it was a good wedding.
0: I enjoyed it. It. Was, a, it was an awesome wedding. But on my way up to New Hampshire, I mean, it went very unnoticed. But if I keep on doing it, it will not go unnoticed. I still am going to claim that I broke the Chris Sale news. I got a text from somebody who works within um, Boston, Massachusetts. And they told me the entire city. Helped they break. told me they told me Chris sales going on the DL. Nobody broke it yet. So I tweeted it and I got it out at the exact same time that the Red Sox Twitter account did. So Ooh. I'm saying that's my first one And writing source was phenomenal. I didn't even notice that. So I'm, I'm, I'll give you credit. You can have the credit. I, I mean,
1: seeing someone like you write source, I don't believe it all the time. But hey,
0: <laughs> I believe sure. I believe you check the timestamps pal uh all right let's get into the weekly dump jared's a married man what the fuck is going on okay
1: this this is my first podcast as a married man
0: this is yeah i know this is your first podcast um as a married man all right so weekly dump cubs you darvish done for the year with an elbow and tricep injury uh cubs also trade for the nationals daniel murphy bob wiley the Browns offensive line coach hates stretching. So, if Joe, check out that story on couchguysports.com. This this big, fat motherfucker is, talk, is, is talking to his players about how when in World War II, you thought that any of these guys were stretching before they went into battle with the rubber bands? Absolutely not. These guys are just going out there cold. <laughs> it was just such an asinine take. <laughs> the best part about the, him on Hard Knocks was literally like, oh, I like the
1: um the beginning session because it gives me more time to sit down and do nothing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like who are you? You're a coach. Uh Victor Cruz retired from the NFL and is headed to ESPN. Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson's high stakes match in Vegas is on. Matches for nine million dollars. Dude, if Let's I had million, if I had nine million dollars, I wouldn't have nine million dollars because I would spend every single like, like I would spend it all. Who has just nine million dollars laying around that they can just blow? Tiger Woods and Bill Mickelson. Literally makes no sense. Uh post Malone, the plane situation yesterday, bananas. Twitter was bananas. So post Malone, the the, the plane he's on, the tires like I think blue on the way up or something. They I just blew, know. But the they like
1: worked fine. Like,
0: like they weren't working. So everybody's freaking out on the ground. I saw a tweet that described it per like perfectly. Everybody's freaking out like is post Malone gonna live? He's probably up in that plane not giving a shit. And the plane circled the airport like a million times to burn fuel so nothing caught on fire. And then he landed fine. It was all fine. And then uh, MTV, what was it, the VMAs this past week? Yep. Madonna went up there to talk about Aretha Franklin and talked about herself for legitimately the entire time. Like there was like three sentences that had anything to do with Aretha Franklin.
1: Are you surprised by that?
0: No. (laughs) No. No, and I forget who said it to but somebody somebody else was also like, she looks like a dream catcher. <laughs> oh, it was so dumb. All right, so uh, right here, we're going to welcome in Pete Blackburn, of CBS Sports. Uh, Pete, again, we're going to talk about baseball with him. He's a big baseball guy, too, not just a hockey guy. Big baseball guy. We're going to talk about some socks with him right now. So uh, let's roll into the Pete Blackburn interview so welcome Pete Blackburn to the show Pete Blackburn of CBS Sports uh, formerly the section 10 podcast and the brunch I mean yeah section 10 podcast and the brunch podcast uh, Pete thanks for coming on tonight man.
2: thank you for having me. Oh man
0: of course I was like I was just telling you before we wanted to get you on because we've gotten everybody else from the section 10 podcast at least the old days of the section 10 podcast so we had to get you on at some point.
2: Yeah, I'm willing to overlook the fact that you had Steve on before me. Uh, I won't take it as a personal insult.
0: No, you know what? You know what's weird? I th- I swore that I messaged you before, and you just didn't respond. But then I looked back into, like, I, I went to go click on uh, the little envelope on your Twitter, and I never messaged you. So, I mean, realistically, I could lie to you say- and say that I did message you or thought I messaged you before, but uh, yeah, I'm just I'm not positive.
2: Yeah, you wouldn't <laughs> would go away with that because I—, I- I am very bad about responding to a lot of the DMs that I get and stuff like that. I probably should just not have them open, but we are.
0: No, no, dude. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess number one question is: Steve Peralt your number one enemy in the world? <laughs> uh,
2: I, I figured that question was coming. Honestly, I don't. I honestly don't mind Steve. Like, I, uh, me and Steve are I very uh like we went to a game uh like three or four weeks ago and and i would say our relationship has gotten actually better since since i left the show uh because i don't have to deal with him on a weekly basis but you know i played it up for for content played it up for you know just for the sake of laughs and stuff like that but steve's actually like a good dude and he's really good at what he does in terms of just like churning out content uh, and like just hustling the social media game, editing video, editing audio, everything like that. So I have a lot of respect for Steve. I just I love to rib Steve because he's very sensitive. <laughs> in in
0: the in the show after uh the, the night you guys went to the game, Steve was like, Yeah, mean me and PD analytics went to the game and we actually had a great time. Yep. <laughs> it was we did. It was we did it was shocking.
2: I mean, l- leave it to this Red Sox team this year to be able to bring together uh, mortal enemies and make them friends.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're not only on track to just to be one of the best baseball teams of all time, they're also mending friendships. So it's,
2: yeah,
0: you, know, you don't want to call them superheroes, but they're pretty close to being actual superheroes.
2: Pretty damn close.
0: So, uh, So, yeah, I mean... Let's let's talk some sports. Let's talk some baseball a little bit. I know you're a hockey guy, but uh, you're you're a big baseball guy too. So uh, I guess my first question is: Red Sox are in a skid right now. Three game losing streak. They're down at the time of recording. They're down two to one uh, in the fourth inning. Are you worried about this three game losing streak at all? Does this worry you at all, or is this kind of just brushing under the rug type of situation?
2: No, I mean I'm not I'm not worried. I mean obviously you want to beat you want to beat great teams. Uh, and, you know, this is obviously their first time meeting the Indians this year, uh, which is sort of insane. When you think about the fact that we're a week away from September, yeah, that's, that's first, not- time, first time that they're playing them, but I'm not worried. I mean, to, to look at what the Sox have done to this point And just like the fact that they haven't lost three games in a row since what April. Um, and it, it, the fact that it's taken this long to hit a skid uh, of, of three games or, or, you know, Potentially three games, uh, three games or more. So uh, it, I'm not worried. I, I think that they're they're going to bounce back. They're they've proven that they can be an unbelievable team for a good stretch of the year. So uh, it's 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 just a rough patch, and we'll look back on it. Uh, this is this will be the point in the championship DVD where the music gets <laughs> a little more serious. And uh, uh,
1: don't, uh, don't forget the dramatic music around uh, Chris Sale's injury too. Um, That's true. You- yeah. <laughs> Are you concerned about that at all? I know he keeps going on and off the DL. I'm more lenient towards they're doing it as an excuse to give him some rest because he probably needs it. But um, are you concerned about these DL stints on and off? Uh,
2: in, I mean, in the sense that that obviously you'd like to see them not happen, then, then you'd like to see yeah. them happen. It, it concerns yeah, that's me true. It. That's right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but I think in the overall sense, I'm not I'm not panicking because – uh, you know, everybody seems to be kind of leaning towards whether it's, whether it's a cover up, whether it's a grand conspiracy or not, everybody seems to be kind of leaning towards, uh, the fact that it's precautionary and, you know, maybe it's to get them some rest. Maybe it's just to, um, to just lessen the chance of it getting serious down the road where they're going to need him towards the playoffs. Uh, if, if it, if the option is to, to put them on the deal now, Or put him on the deal closer to the end of the season, or you know, God forbid, in the goddamn playoffs, uh, have him miss time there. Then I'll take it right now. Uh, I'm not overly concerned. Um, That's subject to change, though, depending on how this all shakes out. He's been he's
0: he's been unbelievable this year. It's like he's he's a legitimate cheat code. It's nuts.
2: But you know, it'd be one thing if he was pitching like shit and then went on the DL. Like he he he's he's looked fine to me. Uh, and so the fact that they're kind of just stashing them there for, for however long to give them some rest to, to, as a precautionary measure, I'm cool with that.
0: Even, even when he came back in, like the, because the, the concern was like, is he going to still throw hundred miles an hour? He came back against Baltimore and just threw absolute heat. Like if he's he, if he, if, if he didn't get pulled, he's probably striking out 25 guys. <laughs> it was, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so keep going with Chris sale. Do you think that this D. Elston is gonna hurt his chances at the Cy Young at all? Like, I, I don't. We don't know when he's gonna come back, but obviously he's the front runner in the American League for the Cy Young. Do you think that uh, this second D. Elston is gonna hurt those chances, and they might look at somebody else because this is the second time he's on the DL?
2: Well, I mean, I think it. I mean, it obviously depends on on how long he's out and and, and how he pitches when he comes back. But uh, I think that if you if you take him out for you know, like a 10 day period, he misses a couple starts. It really shouldn't be that much of a, of a detriment to his case. Um, so, you know, obviously there's, there's a lot of baseball to be played. Um, but you know, if, if things don't go severely downhill, I think that he's still got a really, really good chance.
1: For this team though, I look at Chris Hill. obviously he's the obvious, like, you know, Hey, it's Chris Hill. You put him on the mound. Who fucking cares? He's going to win you the like, ball game nine times out of 10. Do you trust the starters after that? Because, like, obviously we don't know where Forsell is going to be in the playoffs. Erod's coming back. David Price is David Price, even though he's having <laughs> a good year if you look at it. So do you trust the starters to be there behind Chris Sale for the bullpen that we know is, isn't trustworthy at all?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I think that this year... Uh, I mean, there's obviously, you know, David Price is, is you know, a question mark in the, in the postseason if that's what you want to say. Um, but, you know, I've been impressed by David Price this year, and, and I do think that that Porcello, uh, you know, I, I trust Porcello, um, whether you want to call me a fool or not for that. I trust Porcello. I think that he can get it done. Uh, it depends what, what we get from Erod when he comes back, but I honestly think that they have, uh, a really good chance to, to have a pretty dominant starting rotation in the playoffs uh, if, if all goes well. I mean, I know there's a lot of question marks, but, um, you know, given the way that this season's kind of shaken out for them, uh, I'm willing to put my faith in the fact that all those guys can kind of find uh, their game and be good to great uh, in October.
0: I don't know, man. Like I I look at David Price and David Price is just like I want there's been I've never wanted to believe in somebody more than David Price and then just get let down, let down, let down. It's literally it's legitimately like an ex-girlfriend of mine in high school. Just let down, (laughs) let down, let down. Uh,
2: I hear you, but he's got so much talent and like he has he has found it. This year, like, I've been impressed by him uh, for the most part this year. Like, I, I've loved, I've really, really liked the way that he's pitched. Um, so, I, I do think that he wants to, su- to succeed. Like, I, I I have no doubt that he wants to succeed. I, I just think that he can be a head case sometimes. And I don't know. I mean, it's going to be tough to see whether or not he finds it. But, I'm willing to to give him at least one more chance to uh, to prove himself in the postseason. But Pete,
1: one thing that's different about this year too is that he's also like not really talking as much. Nick and I have talked about this a lot this year. It's except, except for, for a couple last of stop week. except for a couple yeah, things here there. Last <laughs> but, it hasn't, but it hasn't been like every week like normal. Um, right. He, it hasn't been a constant thing on Twitter. It hasn't been a constant thing in the locker room. For the most part, he's been pretty quiet.
2: Yeah, and he has, and and I mean, I I think that that that's probably. I'm willing to say that that's factored into kind of how uh, he's been able to have so much success is because it seems like he's had he's done a better job of just turning everything off and just just going out there and pitching. And so uh, if he's able to do that in the postseason, then maybe things turn around and maybe he gets a you know a little bit better of a break. But I also think that you know it, it, it was frustrating last week when when he did kind of uh, you know. He seemed like he had a hair across his ass. to Johnny Miller of all people.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> that poor all guy. People, He's decrepit.
2: <laughs> a hair across your ass. To Johnny Miller. I mean, <laughs> and he was going so good for so long, just not saying anything. So uh, maybe that was just a little outburst, and and now he'll get back to uh, to shutting the hell up. So hopefully,
0: it was it was almost funny because it was just like, where did that come from? Like he, I know, fine. And out of nowhere, he was just like Johnny Miller, you old ass clown, <laughs> like go yeah,
2: screw. And it, and it wasn't even like in a negative context either. Johnny oh. Miller was like, "Man, <laughs> you've been you've been pitching really well. W- what'd you change?" And he's like, "Shove it up your asshole, man." <laughs> uh, speaking of shoving it
0: up your ass, what do you want? To, what do you want the Red Sox to do with Drew Pomeranz?
2: Uh shove him up his own ass. I mean, <laughs> right? And it's it, it, there's no way that he can. Like there's no way that he makes the playoff roster, right? Like it, he oh. just he just can't. And uh, I'm I'm hoping that Ivaldi sort of kind of takes the place that I was hoping Pomeranz would find himself in, uh, in terms of like long relief in the postseason bullpen yeah. and just being that guy. Um, and you know maybe Ivaldi kind of takes a you know, a shorter inning role because that dude can throw gas and is pretty well is, is a pretty good pitcher in in short spurts. Uh, so maybe he's, he's a piece that comes out of the bullpen in October, but I mean, Pomeranz, I, I just feel like I've, I've lost all goddamn hope in that guy.
1: I need your take on Craig Kimbrell. Uh, because I think for the most part, we all trust him. But then again, you know, he's also pitching for next year too. I don't know if that's crept in his head at all because of the situation he needs to get paid too. But he's slipped a little bit here in the last month or so. And the one sure thing that I trusted in the bullpen is now no longer trustworthy, at least short term. So are you concerned about Craig Kimbrell? And then in that sense, how much do you need him considering the bullpen is crap behind him?
2: I mean, you absolutely need Craig Kimbrell. There's there's absolutely no doubt about that. You got to have, you know, Ooh, my bad. You got to have a, a you know the stopper and the guy that you can go to to close out games, especially in the postseason when you're going to be uh, expecting a lot of close games. But you know, in terms of am I worried about him? He, not really. He he's had a, a few adventures uh, since the All Star break, and and um, you know, not what you love to see. But I t- again, I would take him now rather than uh, a month down the line, and and I have. I have a ton of confidence in Kimbrell. I think that, you know, that guy's nails and there's not a lot of other guys that I would trust over him, uh, to close out games for this team. So, uh, you know, I have faith in him being able to find his game, uh, before the end of the season. Yeah. You have to,
0: Yeah, you have to, because like you'll legitimately just have no other option because if Craig Kimbrell can't be your closer. Like who the hell are you going to throw out there? Go golfing. Go home. You got to have confidence
2: (laughs) in him because who the hell else are you going to trust out of there?
0: Yeah. So who's, uh, you know the hot question on the streets right now is, uh, "Who's your hashtag my MVP? JD Martinez or Mookie Betts?"
2: For me, honestly, it's it's uh, it's got to be JD for me. Um, I think that you know the closer that that average gap gets uh, between the two, and and you know if you look at the fact that you know if 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 JD's even in in like reaching distance of the triple crown, then he's he's got to be the AL MVP to me, and and you know I think that maybe. It factors into it when you look at the fact that, uh, you know, what he's been able to do in terms of of production and power and and just driving and runs. And, you know, you look back at last year and the fact that they just didn't have that in the middle of the lineup and how much it killed them. Uh, And to just see how much, you know, the addition of JD has has turned that lineup around. Uh, For me, it's got to be him.
1: Looking at this team, I I mean, everyone that listens to me and even Nick knows that we all hate John Farrell but what Alex Cora has done for the whatever Alex Cora has done for this team I think it's more because he's relatable to what they're doing obviously a little closer age too but how much of an impact do you think Alex Cora has had this year obviously it's obvious but also what's he like off the field man like would you go would we all want to just go like hang out with Alex Cora outside of baseball
2: I've never met him, but from all indications, he seems like a good ass dude to hang out with. And I know that Jared's very friendly with him, uh, and he has nothing but good things to say about him. But like that dude, he just seems like the like a consummate professional and like a a dude that's just gonna have a job uh, in the dugout for for years and years and years because for one, he's you know he's a good manager. Two, he you know he answers questions the right way after, uh, after games, like he, he'll take respo- responsibility for where, you know, he needs to. And, you know, he also defends his guys. He's a players manager. I think that a lot of these dudes in the clubhouse really, really like him. Um, and you know, if you come to the ballpark every day, having fun and, uh, you know, respecting the guy that's in charge of you, I think that it, it can make a world of difference for, for a team.
0: So a few more questions and we'll let you go, man. Um, The eighth-inning role is a topic that's just been on the the forefront of all Red Sox fans' minds all season because there just hasn't been that guy. For a little while, it looked like it was going to be Joe Kelly. And then Tyler Thornburg showed up, had a rough start, but then he kind of seemed like he was shaping up to be the guy that the Red Sox made the trade for with Travis Shaw. But even he, lately, like last night, he gave up another bomb. Do you think that there's going to be a chance for a guy to show up and be the eighth-inning guy? Like he's just going to appear in – I mean, some guy that I'm noticing is Ryan Brazier. Do you think there's somebody in this bullpen who can take over that eighth inning role? Because we know that's important as fuck in the uh, come playoff time.
2: Yeah, it really is. And I, I mean, I think that honestly, it, it sucks that, that Carson Smith was an idiot and, and got hurt in the way that he did. And like, he talk was about supposed to talk about
0: dude. a guy who looks like he always poops his pants. <laughs> yeah, but he was supposed <laughs> to
2: be that dude. And I mean, he has he has really good stuff. Uh, so I mean, it sucks because I'm not, I don't have total confidence in any of those dudes, but I think that honestly, it might be a case of just riding the hot hand, uh, you know, who see who finishes out the season, uh, with, with, you know, effectiveness in that role. And then you kind of just roll with it into the playoffs. But, you know, out of any of those dudes, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to take Brazier, I mean, I don't feel totally comfortable with that, uh, you know, I think Thornburg has, has good stuff, but I, I don't fully trust him yet. Um, and, you know, I think that there's, there's a number of those guys that you can kind of throw into that role. I mean, Joe Kelly ha- has, you know, he's, he's been a head case, too, for for a while. So, uh, whole
1: life.
2: yeah, I mean, uh, it's just like it's, it's it seems like they have so many guys who, who could theoretically – have success in that role. They just don't have the ability to put it all together consistently. And that's frustrating.
1: So putting it together consistently, might be a big deal come playoff time. Um, and with the situation behind the plate, you know, Christian Vasquez potentially coming back eventually, and you have all these things going on. Just what are your expectations for the playoffs? Like, do you see the Red Sox finally getting over that one playoff win in two years slump? Like what is it, What's going to happen come these real games when they start to show up in October?
2: I mean, it's, it's going to be a dogfight because the, the AL, I mean, has, the AL has, has some good teams and, you know, I'm not, I'm not totally scared. Of, I'm not scared of the Yankees. Um, but I do think that, you know, the A's and the, and the Indians are, are really good. And, you know, I think that it's, there's going to be a battle uh, in October. And I do think that the Red Sox are good enough and, you know, uh, well-rounded enough to, to break that, that kind of that slump that they've been in the past couple of years. I, honestly at this point it feels to me like it's got to be world series of Buffs given you know the success that they've had during the regular season you can't you can't look at this team and and look at the core that they have and the success that they've had uh especially offensively and you know look at the front end guys that rotation with with, you know uh, sale and price and Porcello, and you know they have all the pieces that you need to make a deep run they just haven't been able to put it together with this group yet and you look at, at the success that they've had this regular season, if they don't get it done this year, if they don't at least get a, a series win or, uh, you know, I, I really think that it, it should be World Series of bust, but if they don't at least get to the, to the ALCS, you got to start shaking your head and being like, there, is there something missing with this group where they just, they just can't get it done in October because you can't have a discussion that this might be one of the best regular season teams of all time and and not make a strong push to the world series it just can't happen so it, uh there's got to be a ton of pressure on this team heading into the postseason
0: yeah and literally it just it just wouldn't matter like if if they right. if they it don't make it through the this ALDS just, this whole thing just wouldn't matter
2: yeah this it would it would 100% spoil this entire year and i've had so much fun watching this team i think this is Probably the most fun that I've ever had, and I think that uh, that's a, probably a, a strong statement, but I I believe it's true. This season this is the most fun that I've ever had watching a Red Sox team during the regular season, and just like the thought of it being spoiled by another postseason disappointment would would crush me. And so, I, I mean, for me, it, again, it's World Series or bust for this team. It,
0: it it has to be at this point. All right, last last question, and then we'll let you go. Uh, Actually, you know what? I got two questions because it would be stupid of me, us to have you on here and not ask you anything with the Bruins. Do you have any thoughts going into the season with the Bruins? Season starts what in October, November? Any thoughts of the Bruins?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that they're uh, they're probably a top five team in the NHL heading into this year. Let's uh, go. But the problem with that is that they're probably third in their division uh, <laughs> in terms of. Uh, you know I would still I think I would put Tampa above them and I'd put Toronto above them and, and um, you know Toronto is, is I think the gap between them and Toronto is smaller than a lot of people are kind of uh, anticipating. I just I'm not totally uh, sold on what the Maple Leafs have on their blue line and defensively. So uh, you know I, I think the Bruins have as good a shot as a lot of other teams in the league and a better shot than a lot of teams in the league. To make a run at the Stanley Cup, Uh, but there are a lot of question marks because there's so many things that went right for them last year uh, in terms of young guys stepping up. So we we've seen in the past that you know guys uh, have sophomore slumps and stuff like that, and and they're obviously going to need to rely on on some more young guys this year coming up and having an impact because they did lose a little bit of depth. So. Uh, you know, there are question marks and but I do have a, a lot of confidence in this team, and I do I am really, really excited about what they're able to accomplish uh this upcoming year. All
0: right. Final question, then we'll let you go. Simple. Who wins an arm wrestling contest? You were Jared Groves. Uh oh,
2: man. <laughs> I mean, Jared is all all upper coming body. with the heat. He is all all upper body. Uh but I do think that uh I do think that I lift more than, him, and I I believe that I can leverage my lower body better than he can. The only I, I'm not I don't I don't have a ton of arm wrestling experience, so I don't know how it how like the shortness of my arms because I do have short ass arms. I don't know. I if feel that like
0: works. that'd be an advantage.
2: Yeah, it, it honestly might be. So I I don't know how that works, but I, I will say I'll I'll go on record saying that I could beat him in an arm wrestling contest. I have better arms than Jared does.
0: All right. You know what? I'm not I'm not going to lie to you right now. That might have to go out as a promo for this podcast. But uh, <laughs> <right>. but hey, <laughs> man, Pete, thanks for coming on, bud. We appreciate it.
2: Absolutely. Thank you for having me.
0: All right. Uh, catch Pete, all of his hockey columns at CBS Sports dot com. Catch his podcast brunch Uh, everywhere you can get your podcast. And uh, it's with DJ Bean. It's also on CLNS Media dot com, which Pete. I mean, I know you just your podcast is there, but me and Jared also work for them, too. So uh, so that's a thing. So I guess we're, you know, we're te- we're, te- te- we're te- like we're distant, we're distant co-workers, here. <laughs> second cousins, second cousin, co-workers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and follow him on Twitter. I uh, just add Pete Blackburn. All right, Pete, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. And uh, hope we can get you back on soon.
2: Absolutely. Whenever.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Ben. Talk to you. No Have a good thanks, work. man. Thank you once again, Pete, for coming on. Pete. Awesome guest, awesome interview. Honestly, about time. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yeah. About time that we got him because I've you like you. I've mentioned it before to you. Like I wanted to get peed on forever. Um, one of my favorite interviews that we've done. I think it was, you say that about every one after it's done. Well, yeah, but like the really good ones, and I think that was a really good one. It wasn't a really good one. Are you gonna throw some names out there now. Oh, I'm not gonna do that. But don't take the don't take the shit away. Okay, don't take the shit away from me. Listen, let's just go talk about Des Brian. Ah, oh, you fucking. You don't. You, know, you think you run the show now, pal? You think that you run? I'm, the I'm a little
1: wiser than you. I, I, I am married after all.
0: You, know, you fucking.
1: <laughs> Some might tell me I'm not as wise, but hey.
0: By the way, right, real quick, speaking of your marriage, I don't know if you got my gift yet, but I had no. Like, I know there was an option for somebody to like wrap it for me and send it as a wedding gift. I just couldn't figure it out, so I just sent it as a package.
1: <laughs> I, I am not one hundred percent sure if I got your wedding present or not. I, did you mark it on my registry? Was it something off my registry?
0: No, I didn't. Yeah, it was on your registry, but I didn't mark it because I couldn't figure out
1: how. <laughs> oh, then I, then then I might have gotten it. I don't know because something was not marked. Something was bought, but I'm not sure who it was from. But it must be from you then.
0: Is I bought like those white bowls? Oh, that was you. Okay, I guess right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't figure. I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure it out at all. Oh, I was I trying to like, it. I was trying to have it like wrapped and I just couldn't do it. <laughs> all, you have, all you have to do to market purchase is go put the order number back in the box after you're done. Yeah. Hold on real, real quick. Talking about your wedding. There was a guy outside. Hey, I'm glad that I actually learned that you have brothers and sisters. Jared, Jared has never told me that he has brothers and sisters all night. This is all night. Nick,
1: where's your brother? Where's your sister? I want, I want to meet him. I want to meet him. I got to meet your brother. Where's this? sister? Well, don't.
0: Why do I sound like a sixty-year-old guy from Brockton. I guess.
1: that's what you sounded like because I'm I, drunk. I'm Nick. Quicks. I, I gotta meet, meet your him. brother. I gotta meet him. I gotta meet your brother.
0: I I did. I met both of them. I introduced myself to your brother. You introduced me to your sister. It was it was a good time. It was a good night. But uh, speaking of your sister, <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah, where this shit's this going? I'll leave now she, if you want. Have room yourself.
0: She was comforting. She was comforting some guy outside. She. She was comforting some guy outside. There was somebody, I don't know what his name was, but this guy, I could fucking tell he was wasted. He was gone. And this guy is just standing over by the tree, just puking his brains out. <laughs> I don't know who this was, but this guy got fucked. And I what didn't was, know he, what was he wearing? Like, what, what, what? I know everyone's I don't, suit, Dude, but, I don't remember. He had black hair that kind of stuck up. Black hair?
1: Was he wearing a tie? Was he wearing like a navy suit with no tie?
0: I don't remember. I was also very Cause, dry. Cause,
1: yeah, yeah. My name is Nick. I got to meet your brother. Um, <laughs> I'm really dry. I got to meet your sister and your bro. Um, you, you got really mad at me that you didn't know I had a brother and sister, by the way. Um, <laughs> Dude, I was were,
0: like, are you kidding me? Like, you know I have a brother who's
1: gay. Yeah, and I doing, didn't even
0: know you had a brother and a sister.
1: Yeah, No, no idea. Um, I think I know who you're talking about, but I will not name names to keep it <laughs> pleasurable.
0: All right. <laughs> Let's let's talk about this real quick because we already touched on it with, uh, with PD Analytics, Pete Blackburn. Chris Sale. Back on the disabled list. 10-day DL. Apparently broken <laughs> by you. Left shoulder inflammation broken by Nick Qualia, although nobody said anything about that. Is this going to affect his Cy Young chances, and are you nope. concerned? No, and a little bit. Um not gonna. so if he was done pitching until September, you don't until mid September, you don't think this affects his Cy Young chances at all.
1: Okay. Let me put a phrase to that then. No, I'm not concerned if he comes back, like on and off the deal. I'm not concerned. But I think I'm a little concerned only because he has a history of breaking down late in the season. I know Cora has done really corona. well this year. Yeah. Enjoy your corona. Um, Cor has done really well managing him as of late, obviously, I' am one to believe that he's getting put on the d l just as precautionary measure, like Blackburn was saying, but I am a little worried just because now it wasn't just one time, it was twice, and if, if it was one time, you could just jock it up and that's it. But now that it's happened again,
0: what's going on? Listen, the only thing that worries me about it is because. He's openly said. So they brought him back against Baltimore. He he struck out. What he strike out twelve in five innings. After they already pushed him back an extra start, and they thought they would. Yeah. So they. So they. So he comes back after a start. Um. They thought. Yeah. They thought he was going to pitch against Toronto. He didn't. He came back against Baltimore that following Sunday. They gave him like an extra five days. And he strikes out twelve. He looks incredible, but he gets taken out after the fifth inning. And. He openly admitted recently that his shoulder, like, he, he had some discomfort in the shoulder, and that that's the part that scares me. I don't think it's going to affect the Cy Young if he comes back within the next two weeks. Because the way he's been pitching, right, the way he's been pitching all season, you can't not give him the Cy Young award if he's well, able to That's pitch. the thing, he's got to come
1: back and pitch, though. Um, and he's got to come back and pitch at a decent level, because he can't just go and suck in September and still win the Cy Young. Because they'll factor it in. But, if he comes back and does what he does against Baltimore and just kind of pitches well and keeps the ship alive until October, then yeah, he's going to win the Cy Young because no one else in the American League is come close to what he's been doing. He's been so dominant this year. He's been almost even, unhittable almost in every start. Even if
0: this motherfucker comes back and brings his ERA up to 2 3 I think he's still going to win the Cy Young. Still just the It's August 22nd right now. He's missed a few of the past starts in the past few weeks. And he has just been so dominant this season. And over those past, what, nine starts, he's got an ERA of like .27. The guy is unhittable. He is the Cy Young Award winner this year. And if he doesn't win it this year, I don't want to say that's pathetic by the league, but it's, it's pretty close. And not the league, the baseball writers. Because there's no other pitcher in baseball, not in baseball, not just not just the American League in baseball, that's better than Chris Sale. Yeah, that's the thing is like,
1: even if his ERA does go up, who's better than him? Nobody. Right? Like who's people thought it was going to be a Luis pitcher? Severino.
0: People like, thought Severino in April was going to get it. Who, and then Severino the stinks p- in baseball. That's Hoover's just a fact.
1: Better. Like, give me names that can go toe to toe fucking Chris Sale and be better no one that's it like he is the Cy Young winner and even if this team flacks out like obviously it doesn't matter because it's the postseason but this guy's gonna be the Cy Young winner unless he unless his right arm falls off and even then um it doesn't matter if his left arm falls off he might still win the Cy Young
0: my only concern with him is is we've seen him break down in August and September right Every it's it seems like it's every year August and September that's when he stinks. They've they've worked on resting him a lot this year, and when he came back, he didn't look like he lost anything. So I'm I'm worried about him breaking down because he's so fucking skinny, dude. He's a he's a stick. Like he can't put on any weight. It's nuts. But because they've been resting him so much, and because of that last start in Baltimore, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll come back, and I I think he's going to win the Cy Young. I think he's going to be if the Red Sox win the ALCS. I almost want to bet you that he will win the ALCS MVP. Unless JD or Mookie just have an absolute series. I don't All right. nah, JD's gonna win this MVP. No no, 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 ALCS MVP. Oh, I thought you were just talking regular MVP. No, Chris Dale will not win MVP. I was like, what are you that's, talking that's about? That's that's already that's already a given. All right. Let's talk about Des Bryant quick. Patriots. Uh, so Des Bryant looked like he was going to go play with the Browns a little bit. The Browns showed up. I guess he showed up in Hard Knocks in the in the recent episode. But um, it sounds like he's not going to sign with the Browns. So there's been a lot of speculation just amongst fans, not really amongst the media. Will Des Bryant sign with the Patriots? Is that a possibility? First of all, that's a fucking possibility because that's a Patriots move and a half. This is the kicker. He left an Instagram comment to some random person, and he said, "Tom Brady has always been my favorite player, real fact." And I, I it wasn't you, but I meant to say this to you, unless I did say this to you. And there go, I might have said this to you. And if I did say this to you, I'm gonna say it to you again. Oh man, did you want? Do you want me to go through that again? I haven't had it, but keep going. If I, if I'm gonna say this to you now, I am gonna say it to you in a clear, concise way. Okay. Clear. We good? Concise. Concise? Clear? clear. Yep. Okay. That is Bryant. Coming to the Patriots would be a phenomenal idea. Phenomenal. This is a project. Bill Belichick is the type of person he's like a he's like a woman who wants to fix a man. Des Bryant is a project. Des Bryant has a lot of talent. If anybody can fix Des Bryant, get his attitude right, play one year in New England, it's Bill Belichick. Des Bryant coming to New England would be a perfect idea. And the Patriots released Kenny Britt today.
1: Do you want me to like bring you down a notch here?
0: Yeah. So Mike G- Michael Girardi, Mike
1: Girardi, formerly yeah. of NBC Sports Boston, now of NFL Network. Good for him, right? went national fucker. Uh, Wrote in a tweet, asked the Patriots team source if they had any interest in Des Bryant. Quote, probably no. Unquote. As for Jordan Matthews re-entering, the equation after week one was told he could be an option, but not until October. Obviously, he's released with a hamstring. So, do you trust Giardi's sources? I typically do, because he's usually right. But, why not? Yeah, Giardi's good. But, why not? Like, why wouldn't you I'm not saying sign the guy. Bring him in for a workout. See if he can still move, because... If it's one thing, if he can still move, but there really are some off the field stuff going on because we all know he can, he has some off the field crap that he deals with. Like, if he's really that we know, big, a,
0: we know he's got an attitude. That's issue. the thing
1: is, if he's really that big of a deal off the field, and that's why they're not doing it, then fine. But if it's pure off of, well, he hasn't, he can't play anymore. I haven't heard one sniff of not being in for a workout, and they, yeah, they hide stuff pretty well, but they can't hide Des Bryant being in the freaking locker room at Gillette with Tom Brady. They can't hide that.
0: So 69 receptions, 848 receiving yards uh, last season, 12.1 yards average per catch. He's a deep threat. So the Patriots lost Brandon Cooks, right? They need a deep threat. They just dumped. They don't have Jordan Matthews. Kenny Britt's gone. They need that deep threat. Who else uh, else would be that deep threat? I don't think there is anybody. Maybe unless they trust Cordell Patterson to be that guy. I don't think they have it. Des Bryant would work. The only issue that's going to get in the way is money. Because he he's said earlier he said during the offseason that he's gonna be looking for money. Okay, well, if that's the case, then bye. The Patriots don't need him. That's that's the thing that we need to understand. The Patriots don't need him. The the receiving I think the receiving core is a little being so weak is a little overblown, personally. I don't think it's great, but I think it's a little overblown. I don't think it's the worst that Brady's ever had by any means. I think 06 was god awful. But if he were to come in at the right price, like, why not do it? You know that Bill Belichick can whip this guy into shape. You know that Tom Brady is going to get this guy in control. And you know that if this guy's in New England, he'll be under his best behavior because he wants to put on a show. If he's got a one-year deal, he's going to be looking for a contract after next season. He keeps his he keeps his attitude right. He plays great this season. Well, then, he's getting a big contract probably after the season. See, why I not can- bring him in? I partially...
1: St- want it to happen because of how crappy the situation is right now with the receivers. But I'd almost say no because he's more like Chad Ochocinko than he is Randy Moss. I'm afraid I'm afraid he's gonna come in and not even learn the playbook and be gone in two weeks. That's the problem. But at this point, who fucking cares? You try it out because you have nobody else who can catch the ball from Tom Brady right now. You just released Kenny Britt, like you said. Jordan Matthews was gone. You cut a guy in um what's his face? I'm blanking. Guy who the rookie Kenny from a couple years.
0: Nope. Oh, a couple years ago? He was. Oh, Malcolm Mitchell. Malcolm Mitchell. Mitchell.
1: Thank you. Sorry. Um, You cut him, who probably could have lasted, but you didn't want to wait. And now you got nobody. Julie Edelman's out the first four games. People don't forget about that. Danny Amendola sitting on South Beach with his paycheck because you didn't want to pay that guy.
0: And Olivia Copo.
1: Nope. They're broken up.
0: Mm. I thought they got back together.
1: Did they again? I thought they broke up again. Um... (laughs) Mm, Never mind then. Hmm. Um... (laughs) So right now. So right now, instead of having Olivia Colpo and Danny Amendola sitting in your locker room, you have Chris Hogan as your number one receiver, and then Rob Gronkowski, and
0: that's freaking it. So why not? At this point, you're not going to lose. Sorry, I just got a little distracted watching Edwin Carnassian hitting his second home run tonight. Um, dude loves no, Fenway
1: but- Park. That dude loves Fenway Park.
0: Should yeah, he Should have been here. Ugh. You, right, you probably actually. wouldn't have JD if he was here. I know, but still. So just just going back to a quick, Des Bryant, I would love it. he well, we can agree on this. He 100% wants to be here, right? Because of that comment. Like that I think, comment. I, I think, that comment screams Patriots come sign me. I think he secretly always wants to be here.
1: I think even the last years in Dallas, he probably hoped the Patriots would like try to trade for him or something because receivers like that, especially at the end of their career, look at Tom Brady and go, "Ooh, more paychecks." Like like Tom Brady is the gateway for some of these older receivers to go get another paycheck. Plus, he's never won anything I was going to say that he's never won a championship and as much as Des Bryant is perceived as this guy who's a money whore and like only cares about himself I think he's sneaky likes to play the football a little bit more still and likes the competition and when Dallas was good with Romo he was thriving on those years he was good and he cared about winning they should have gone to a Super Bowl with Tony Romo they just didn't pull it off
0: All right, that's it for tonight's show Jared you got anything else left to say you uh
1: you married son of a bitch Hey Pete Blackburn, huge shout out to you, dude. You're, you're gonna win that. You're going we, we want to make that arm wrestling competition oh, happen, man. and and I'm putting money on you, baby. And you
0: and you better believe that I'm using that as a promo, and I'm gonna tweet it right at Jared Carabas. Carabas, we're coming for you, big guy. I love you, but we're coming for you. You better believe it. All right, Couch Guy Sports News Change Podcast episode number seventy two in the books, featuring Pete Blackburn once again. Pete, thank you for coming on. Follow him on Twitter at Pete Blackburn. Catch all of his columns, CBS Sports, and his podcast, Brunch. You can find on on CLNS Media Network and all of the podcast apps. And then follow us on everything, Couch, Couch, at Couch Guy Sports, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Change Pod on Twitter. And go buy some merch in the store. Please. We need money. We need help. Buy merch in the store. I will love you. And then take pictures of yourself in the merch. It's fire merch. I'm not just saying that because we made it. It's fire merch, and like I said last week, we've got a new partnership. Jared doesn't know about this yet. Yeah, you you refuse to tell me anything now. It is Pat might know about this. I don't remember. It's been in the works for a while. Rude. Uh, there is a new fantasy sports app that honestly, it's the way that they are set up is incredible. It's Thrive Fantasy. Check out our Twitter at CouchGuysSports and at the Loose Change Podcast. We'll be tweeting out links. We're going to tweet out promo codes. We're going to tweet out everything about Thrive Fantasy. They are great. It's not your normal everyday fantasy. It's a daily fantasy app, but it's not like the other fantasy apps that are just drafting teams. These are prop bets. So you bet on how many how many home runs will Mookie hit in a night over under. But you yo build love that. It's it's nuts it's a great idea catch our twitter catch our instagram catch everywhere that we post on social media we're going to be talking about this it's going to be up on the website keep listening and we're going to keep you give you guys more details that is thrive fantasy couch guys sports Lose Change podcast episode 72 in the books we'll talk to you next week guys thanks for listening